What's up, Mets fans? Happy Monday. Happy 1st of July. The Mets actually won another baseball game this season. And uh, this is our first Monday show of the summer. We're going to be switching the show to Monday, or actually we just switched the show to Monday for the next couple months. So thanks for tuning in. If you're watching this on a replay, set your mental reminder that we will be every Monday in July and August up until September. We got Petey Mac back from Florida. What's up, Pete? What up? Did I get tan? Not, Not really. really. No, too Irish. <laughs> well, <laughs> how'd the vacation go? It was great. Got to relax a little bit. You know, I still watched a lot of the Mets. Kind of unfortunately last week, but uh, but yeah, it was good. Got to you know re recharge the batteries. Got a couple of days away from the baby, which was nice. You were telling me that's beautiful. Late, yeah, the good stuff. But what was cool was you know the baby's three months old, but she got to meet her great grandparents and a lot of the extended family down there. So it was it was awesome. That's awesome. I was you know I was telling you before we went live. I mean honestly, uh, a lot of our friends who don't have kids don't appreciate as much. Uh, when you finally get some alone time after you finally have, uh, you know, once you have a child. Not saying that we don't enjoy being around our kids, but when you finally get the time away, you got to certainly uh, cherish that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we didn't, you know, uh, man, it's freaking horrible. I mean, they, they won. They <laughs> the season kind of ended finally, uh, since we last did a show. The last we, we hung out, the last we, we chat, and last we had a show was a week and a half ago. The Mets only won three games. Uh, they had a little bit of a better June than they did last year. Last year, they won five. This year, they won 10 in the month of June. But whatever it is, the June swoon, um, the Mets were playing better. They did win two series uh, right before they you know, played the Yankees, and then they went to Chicago, which imagine that was the outing, that Saturday game. The Mets, what did they score, like 12 runs, 10 runs? Yeah, it was a good one. And that would have been awesome. There was uh, hope then. Like after that Saturday game, it was like, oh, the Mets could take three or four from Chicago. They're playing some good baseball here. Remember, the Phillies were really struggling going into that series in Philadelphia. And you start thinking, all right, maybe they're, the Mets could put it together here. Edwin Diaz had a nice save in the Chicago series as well. So, all right, maybe he's putting it together. And then Sunday happened. Yeah. Then Monday happened. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Unbelievable! Uh, they had they the, led. They lost seven games in a row, and they led in six of them. Yeah, I, I was watching Pete. I was there on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday outing one hundred. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but outing one hundred was great. But yeah, I mean to lose that many games in a week is unbelievable. And you know, I'd rather them clearly. You'd, you'd rather they got just blown out for seven straight games than be close because they were so close and they're just a piece away. And as I'm driving home on Saturday night after they blew another one. And I'm sitting in traffic, which there's always freaking traffic. It's like midnight in, in, uh, in New York. I'm driving home, sweating my, my butt off in the truck. And I'm like, man, this sucks. This is like, I don't ever want to go to the games and have it feel like it's a chore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to go and have fun. And like the tailgate por portion of the day, unfortunately, ends up being like the highlight of the day. Clearly, the 69 celebration was beautiful, but uh, with a little uh, a little hiccup there, we'll get to. But um, yeah, it just it's a been little. it's been uh, <laughs> it's been very rough. And the the most frustrating part is that they are so close. And if they had just a couple more pieces or had addressed the bullpen when they knew it was an issue over a month ago, then we might not be in the situation we're in right now. Um, Anyway, so they're it, not that good. They're not. But I asked you a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, is the season over? And you said, nah. Oh, can't say it's over in June. All right. Well, you know what? But, you know, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> they, play, they play two more meaningful games tomorrow and Wednesday, right? I and mean, that's really what you're looking at here. Then 
You said we'll last have night. all the trade deadline stuff. Yeah. So July will have some interest. And after that, I mean, maybe Pete Alonso chasing the franchise record for homers, perhaps eventually the rookie record in Major League Baseball, Jeff McNeil for a batting title. But there's not that many kids that are exciting coming up. Get a look at Anthony Kay, I guess. Yeah. Tebow's not hitting, so he doesn't deserve to be up at the major league level. I don't think you can make that case now. So, like, what's you start looking ahead, and it's it's pretty depressing how this is gonna unfold over the next few weeks. Which is why, like, last night was fun. Jeff yeah, McNeil yeah, yeah. and Pete Alonso make the All Star team. They had the big hits of the eighth inning, and with Diaz able to lock it down the ninth, like. You're really just looking at individual games, little moments like that that'll pop up over the course of the season and surprise you, and that's that's got to be what you soak in and say, well, that was fun. Last night was fun. It was fun, but it's it's also, I mean, I wrote it on Twitter too. It's just so depressing and it's frustrating because they they could be so in such better a such better position right now with especially the guys that they have that are producing and and the guys that aren't aren't. But you know, Brody couldn't have been a mind reader. He pro- he couldn't have guessed that. Uh, Diaz would come here and have a complete 180 from what he was last year in Seattle. He couldn't have predicted that Familia would be who he is right now. So there's a lot of things that... That, that, is, that, that is his job to predict these things. Yeah, if he had the crystal ball... <laughs> uh, then maybe. But you know what? It, I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to make excuses for Brody. Clearly, uh, you know what I think, though? He made his bed. You know, people say, well, it's second guessing to look at this or that. And not really the Cano deal because plenty of people second guessed that one at the time. But, oh, you, this guy, you couldn't have expected this. Dude, that's your job as the general manager is to predict how a guy's going to go. Right? Let's say he signed. Um, you know, the J.D. Davis deal. Let's let's say Davis is doing even better than he is, right? He's hitting 300. We'd all loud Brody Van Wagenen for being a genius. We wouldn't say, oh, he got lucky and the guy overachieved. Like, that's your job. You have to forecast what guys are going to do in the future. You can't just say, well, nobody could have expected Edwin Diaz would be bad and Familia would be this bad. I mean, sure, but that's his job. That can't be the out. I think you're totally able to second guess these things because that's that's what the job is as a general manager it's not to look at the back of the baseball card and say well i certainly expect him to be exactly what he was no you got to figure out who's going to get better who's going to get worse who you can improve who you can't and make those moves so but going into the season did you think that the bullpen was going to be this disaster that it's turned into of course not but I'm not going to use it as an out for Brody Van Wagenen. No, no, no. I'm not like, trying to make excuses for him either. I mean, I'm just meaning that on paper going into this season, you probably couldn't have expected that this is the last month we were going to have. And unfortunately, when shit started to go south, they didn't do anything to correct it. And that's, Well, it's a lot like last year. I mean, one thing that this team has not done a good job of now two years in a row, and you could point to the manager or whatever, but when things start going poorly – they go really bad, and this team spirals, right? I mean, that's the word that Mickey used. They started, what, 11-1 and one uh-huh. last year. They lost to Washington. And remember, Mickey said, like, oh, this isn't going to send us into a spiral. But they did spiral over those next two months. And here in June, again, this team spiraled. Yeah. They lose seven games in a row in the way that they did. Bullpen over and over, a different culprit every single day, essentially. I mean, everybody in that bullpen at some point blew a lead, it it felt like, over the course of the last week. And no matter who Mickey went to, it was a mess. Um, Yeah, it's just, that was a long week, wasn't it? (laughs) 
It's a long week watching it. I can't imagine what it's like when you're on the team. Let's say you're you're uh, Pete Alonso or Jeff McNeil or whoever her, who has been producing, and then you know you got to you do your job every night. You, you're yeah. getting hits. You're doing your thing. You're breaking records. You're leading the league in X Y Z, and then you know whoever comes in. I mean, clearly. It, it, it's burn uh, Keith, the other night, did you hear him say that he never heard the term "there's no I in team"? Keith Hernandez, what? You never <laughs> yeah. heard of that? Yeah. So the 1969 ceremony, which was, um, you know, uh, Harry Rose was the uh, master of ceremonies. Who obviously he does a great job. We all know how he does a great job. But uh, during the ceremony, he said something about no I in team. And afterwards, maybe it was during the rain delay. Uh, Keith, Gary, and I don't know if Ron was in the booth on Saturday. They were talking about it, and he says, "Keith goes, you know what? That was such a beautiful thing. I've never heard there's no I in team before. That's such a great saying." And, wow. and there's an I in Keith, I guess. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he knows that for sure. <laughs> uh, give us a call if you want to chat. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. The London series was actually this past weekend, which has nothing to do with the Mets, but there were a lot of Mets fans out there. There's a really big group called the uh, UK Mets fans, I think they're called, and they were there representing just to scope the place out and do some recon. Hopefully, the Mets get the chance to play out there or somewhere. Uh, it's like cricket games this eventually. weekend, like four or five hours. I don't know what the scores of cricket games usually are, but well, yeah, it's more well, American football like scores. Was it Saturday? Both teams gave up six runs in the first. Yes, and they were like it was, both games were like five hours long. They were both nuts. I actually thought it was kind of fun. It's kind of like baseball on steroids, which is probably a bad pun, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's like American football, uh, arena football, except baseball out there. But the games are actually interesting because the Red Sox came back both times. All of a sudden, they had tying runs to the plate. I didn't think it was as bad. Like, people are basically apologizing to England <laughs> for these games. And like, that's not really baseball. Like, hey, I mean, I watched, I watched none be... of it. I just saw, like, a couple of replays. MLB puts up there, you know, the, the, the top hits there. But give us a shout. 631-388-5195. Also, what we're giving away today for free is two gift cards to the Seven Lines website. Just share the show right now. Tell your friends you're watching this special. Actually, it's not even special. It's our Monday edition of Orange and Blue Thing. Get we're giving away $20 for each gift card, one on Facebook, one on Twitter. Just share the show right now and give us a shout if you want to chime in and give us your two cents on whatever you want to talk about. Hey, so, it's afternoon, so let's, uh, yeah, let's, crack let's fire these things He up. could finally drink again. Um, the past few – Jesus. The past couple of weeks, this has been happening to me. You shook up, yeah, huh? It's, it's, it's rude to cheers before – Except go. before you cheers. Cheers, Pete. Lizzie, you working? I'm here, guys. Just wanted to say hi. Oh, hi, hey, Lizzie. Hey. You're not I'm drinking here. a beer today? No. How come? Um, Pete's in shorts. He's finally not wearing his suit. Uh, well, I have a lot of work I'm to do. So. <laughs> so last night, <laughs> I think sure I thought Pete stuck. was getting back from Florida this morning, and uh, ends up he got back on Friday, and he's been pulling the um, SNY, the fan, like back-to-back. -back. He worked until 6 o'clock this morning and emailed me. He was on the fan overnight. He emailed me this morning at 6.45, like, hey, I'm going to take the train, 2 o'clock. I'm thinking he's up for the day. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, nice early riser. He was still up from work <laughs> last night. Mm. So he slept a few hours. Now he's out here on Long Island, which got this beat up. This beer have caffeine in it? Which beer is that? This is that the is the proper pint, proper pint, which is one of my faves, and I am on the uh, ever so popular United We Cheers. But let's give a little shouty out to our friends at McKellar, which we're going to be there tomorrow night for our pregame party. Yeah. Uh, we Are were going to tailgate. I'm in. Yeah. Pete is in. If you want to catch an autograph from Pete or maybe a <laughs> selfie, he'll be at McKellar. Um, McKellar NYC, up. which is now they're going to have to change their address here because they are on Seaver Way now. Mm. Shout out to Tom Seaver and the Mets. They um, 
did that ceremony on Thursday during the day, which they probably should have done a different day. But uh, Thursday during the day, they uh, renamed 126th Street Seaver Way, 41 Seaver Way, the new address of the Mets. But head on over to McKellar tomorrow. We're going to be out there on 126th Street. If you don't know where McKellar is, just get off the train and walk around towards the outfield, and we will be there. But our friends at McKellar also wanted to let you know about a promo they have going on right now to stock up for your beers on the 4th. They do have a to-go uh, option from the tap room and they are doing 25 20 off cases to go and uh 25 off select cases now until the 7th of july so pop on in if you're going to be heading to the games and you know what they're actually open on non-game days too so if you happen to be in the area you want to make the trip out to queens go to mckellarnyc.com check out their hours and you can always park in lot g for free so if you happen to be going to the brewery and you're worried about parking it's free to park in lot g but um the uh what was i getting to the ceremony thursday mm -hmm. they they renamed the again uh officiated do you call it officiated uh, hosted MC'd. MC'd by mr harry rose who got the day off he wasn't down in philly to watch the mets lose their uh fifth straight at that point but that was the bad one the fifth the thursday one the, oh yeah because the, they tied it and then blew it again we watched yeah, it from live after five, five the, runs. the truck we we just had gotten set up in patchog we uh fire up the tv connect to the internet just in time to watch the mets blow again yep. another game and you wouldn't be surprised by how many people came to the truck that night to ask if we were selling bullpen help <laughs> hey guys, I got any bullpen up on the hammer? Yeah, ha, 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 like, so lots funny. of people offering to try out, huh? You know what's weird? On the highway, people are asking me. You know, it, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, at this point, it's all in play. Driving a gigantic blue and orange truck after the Mets <laughs> lose seven straight games, and every guy at a red light's a jokester. I'm like, yeah, Mets suck. <laughs> great. <laughs> I got Like, I'm dying in the thing because the, the AC doesn't work, so I leave the doors open. So every person who's next to me at a red light's a comedian it's great but anyway yeah. well, well somebody well, asked me today like are you a Mets fan like I know you did this show but are you really a Mets fan I was like yeah he replies sorry <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is the kind of thing we're dealing with now yeah it's a shame mm -hmm. uh so anyway the uh the the, but the anyway, ceremony I, on Thursday oh, was great I know what I wanted to say. so Thursday yeah. maybe I'm weird I don't know how Mets fans are handling like all of those losses in all the most heartbreaking ways possible but like Thursday, I kind of laughed at it because it was so ridiculous. But then Saturday, when Lugo gave up the back-to-back -back home runs, I was just like, I just wanted to climb into a hole. Like, yeah. But that one bothered me for some reason. And I we were all sitting there oh, after yeah, there. sweating and being in the rain sun delay. And rain delay. And Saturday I was sucked. Like, Saturday was the worst. Oh, my God. But yeah, Thursday, actually, we were setting up the, the truck. And this guy walked by uh, just a... a, a patron or a, you know a uh, festival goer or whatever you want to call it remember that guy that stopped at the yeah, to watch he, the game he was wearing Mets he was stuff. wearing Mets stuff so yeah. he wanted to watch the game the truck has internet so uh i'm finishing setting up and i don't know i can't remember who's on second base and uh, i'm walking into the truck i was like i don't even have to watch the end of this game's over and the next pitch game's over i'm like eh, well it's kind of just expected at this point and uh you know like you said not that you can just laugh it off but it Sometimes I I've, you have to. Yeah, but I've gotten to the point where I, I try not to uh, let the game's outcome affect the rest of my day. You know what I mean? Like, I used to be to the point where, you know, um, Mets lose and my night's ruined. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. got to fucking turn well, the I page. I said that last you know? show. Like, we've reached a point where you cannot emotionally I guess I'm a bad invest fan in the day-to-day -day of this team. Like, it's not – the risk-reward isn't worth it anymore. And then they had a week like last week where – God, if you were emotionally invested in all of those games, I don't, I don't know how you're still walking today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
Yeah. Uh, it's not good. So not Saturday, good. the uh, th- we're jumping around a little bit here, yeah, but Saturday's ceremony, um, I have a quote here because Howie had said this, and it definitely struck me as you know, a little touching because clearly these guys are getting a lot older. Some of them have passed away. Some of them have are still alive, and the Mets think they passed away. But uh, Howie had the opportunity to talk to a lot of these guys before the ceremony because I'm pretty sure Ed Cranepool was the only one that had the opportunity to speak afterwards. So it was a pretty long ceremony. It was about a half hour, 45 minutes before the game. I think the game was supposed to start at 410. I think it started a little bit late. It but started late, like 20, 25 minutes. Was late. it? Yeah. So the, the Mets had asked fans to get into the stadium by 3. So I'm stressed at the tailgate. They're all doing their thing, and Kelly wants to hang out. And I'm like, I'm not trying to ruin your day here, but I really don't want to miss this. Can we please go inside? So we get in, and she's like, nothing's even going on. I'm like, yeah, well, the Mets yeah. said 3 o'clock. I'm sorry. So uh, anyway, so Howie had the opportunity clearly to I speak to – I in the parking lot. I really? Like, Bye, I'm leaving. So yeah, yeah, I left him. <laughs> to a lot of these guys and because he knew that not everyone was going to have the chance to speak. But this quote from Howie was, was great. Uh, our buddy CPA, who sits in the group, tweeted this out. According to Howie Rose, Bud Harrelson – no longer shakes hands with former players at these reunions after seeing many of them have passed away. Now he now gives them a hug. Uh, then he just added his two cents here. Forgive me while I cry like a baby at City Field. So um, it was nice to see that that uh, you know Buddy made it out. He's having his own you know health uh, you know issues. Um, unfortunately, Seaver couldn't make it, but it was nice that everyone who couldn't make it or who did pass had a family member uh, in attendance and how he introduced them and you know they stood up and, and saluted the crowd so it was a really nice ceremony i think they did a great job w- minus the hiccups with the uh with the mistake here i'm sure you've seen it already but just to shit on the mets here for a second because you have 50 years to prepare for this and i don't know who gets these types of things wrong and you even said you know these to get it wrong they were never invited in the first place well Be- that's the worst part is they don't because the mets think they're dead they didn't invite them. They don't get invited to the ceremony, which is a shame. See, this is the kind teammates. of when this came out, and actually we haven't had a show since the uh, the Vargas, Mickey Calloway, and Tim uh, Healy issue either. When that came out, and when this came out, I thought that both of these were fake stories, like onion stories that somehow got onto Twitter. No, just the Mets. The Mets apparently put two living players in the dealer departed tribute that were actually alive, and then. Yesterday, they decided to try to not cover it up, but apologize and, and publicly make a statement here on the big screen. The Mets apologized to the two members of the 69 Mets. They mistakenly said we're dead. And then they spelled uh, Jesse Hudson's name wrong. So how do you get it wrong twice? Two days in a row, Pete. Yeah, one mistake's a little bigger than the other. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I actually was listening to the radio broadcast yesterday and Howie was saying that uh, both of the players actually had a pretty good sense of humor about it. And, and Jay Horowitz reached out to them. And it sounds like the Mets are going to invite them both to City Field, maybe throw out the first pitch at some point. And they're not they're not star players on the 69 team. They would have been, you know, kind of in the background of the Swobodas and the Bud Harrelsons and everybody else. So uh, they'll kind of get their own moment hopefully and, and something positive comes out of it but yeah it's uh not a good look 
If you, if you haven't been able to uh, sit down and, and watch the ceremonies yet, the Mets, if you scroll back on their Twitter accounts, they did broadcast the ceremony for the Seaver Way. They also broadcast the parade. They, they had the, the, a lot of the players sit in the old cars and drive down Seaver Way on oh. Saturday before the game, which I didn't even really even know about it. Maybe, maybe I was just oblivious to it. but They didn't go by the tailgate? No, nah, they should have swung by the tailgate. But <laughs> as I'm driving to the game on Saturday, I'm noticing a lot of really old cars on, on the road. And a couple of them were actually shooting photos of uh, my truck from their convertible Mustangs driving down the LA. And it kind of dawned on me when we got to Flushing. I was like, oh, these guys must be donating their time or helping the Mets out with the cars. But uh, that that's also on their Twitter account, and so is the actual ceremony itself. So if you have time and you want to scroll back and watch it, the Mets did a uh, pretty bang-up job there. But um, to jump back to the um, London series for a second, I didn't watch any of it, but I was disappointed to hear that next year's uh, tangle is already announced for Cubs and, Cubs and Cardinals. So I guess the Mets are going to be, uh, if they ha if they do get it eventually, it won't be at least until 2021. But a lot of the uh, the guys I was talking about earlier did get a chance to go out there. So this is some of the British Mets fans. They also have that uh, that banner that they bring when they hit us, you know, hit games with us, the English Mets crew. So cool. shout out to all the Mets fans that were out there representing for the blue and orange. Unfortunately, MLB. Um, isn't bringing the Mets out. And you know what? They probably also see how the teams are doing this year. Like, is what's going to bring more juice to a, a series next year? It's probably not going to be Mets if they're playing how they are right now. Uh, and Cubs and Cardinals is always a great rivalry. So hopefully one day, if we get out there, I really hope to bring the Seven Line Army across the pond, and that'll be a fun time. But, oh, an international. Yeah, why not? Dude, they got to get to Australia. Last 4th of July, we were in Canada. So 4th of July last year, not that that's very far, yeah, but 4th of July last year we that. were in Canada. So maybe next year, well, two years from now, we'll be somewhere else. But um, Lizzie knows once the schedule comes out, it's almost like a clean slate for me, like a fresh start. Like we could say, yeah, season's over. Now we're just going through the motions of watching the game, which is crazy too because I could be so fed up on Saturday night and then last night, 7 o'clock, boom, let's watch the game. Yeah, I know, it's, I know. It's, it's a drug. It's, it, it absolutely is. It's, it's a drug. It's what's great about <laughs> baseball. Like, it's always there and you can you know, kind of tune in at at your leisure. You're in, you're out. But uh, for whatever reason, yes, I'm, I'm the exact same way. Like, last night, as much as I talk about the season is over and don't emotionally invest, like, last night I'm watching this game. Like, come on, let's get a hit. You know, let's make something happen. And then McNeil and Alonzo come through. It's like, all right. You know, I just... I, I feel you, man. I you ever have you. a hangover and you're like, I'm never drinking again? Yeah, yeah, well. That's what that's, this is. That's a perfect analogy. It's the exact same thing. So I'm never drinking again. Mm -hmm. And then your friend was like, hey, you want to come to this party? And then you you turn into Frank the Tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly, it's like, I'm never drinking again. Boom, I'm back. Yeah. And same thing with this. Like, fuck the Mets, season's over, mm -hmm. you know, batting out of order, can't win a game, blow five saves in a week. And then it's like, oh, seven o'clock. Turn on ESPN. It's unbelievable. No, I, you know, now this Subway series kind of looms large. And I know I kind of crapped on the Subway series last time, but now no, it's, it doesn't. Now it's like, no, you know, just win these two games, give it a little something. Because this is the last little juice that you could squeeze out of this year. This is it. Right? Yankees are 54 and 28, first place in the East, seven up on Tampa, 11 up on Boston. I don't even want to go. The Mets are closer. <laughs> I don't even want to go. The Mets are closer to playing like the Marlins than they are like the Braves. And it's, it's fucking disappointing. It's, it's, and like Leslie said, like a lot of fans probably are in the same boat. And, and, you know, I don't blame anyone for saying, you know what? Mets stink. And 
you know, 4th of July is on Thursday. I got a lot of things going on this week, and I don't necessarily want to be at the ballpark on Tuesday night. I get it. And, you know, when the, the – and you know what I also want to bring up? I saw a lot of people had a, some gripes about this past weekend because the Mets do this every single year. And it was a, a beef I had with them as well last year when we were, we were uh, selling the Seven Line Armies tickets. Mm -hmm. So the package deals come out in the beginning of the year. They convince you on the we got Diaz, we got this guy, we got that guy, sign up for season tickets, do this, put a deposit down, yada, yada, right? So you pay, you pay full price for, let's say, field-level tickets this weekend would have been 60 bucks if you paid before the season. They, they decide to do this turn-back-the-clock 69-game special promo. You could have sat on the field for $15. So, you know, you're kind of slapping your, I don't want to say more loyal, but the ones that that already sign up to give you their hard-earned money before the season starts, yeah. and then when shit's going down the tubes, you're like, well, you know what? $15 seats, that's kind of messed up. But, but you don't want to see empty seats for that kind of day. I get it, but, but that's are you going to reimburse the people who, who spent $45 more? No. So if Fair. I, it's, it's, that's, well, it, you know, it does, up. it, it causes people maybe to question whether they should buy tickets in advance yeah. if that's going to be the case. And then obviously as a team, that's why they all want season ticket holders, right? Cause those people are guaranteed to be there. Everybody else, uh, all of a sudden you get busy one day. So you're like, eh, I'm not going to go to the game. And it's not like you already have a ticket and stuff. Well, so. that's why I bring it up because tomorrow night is part of our plan. So yeah. the, we have six, I always forget this number, but 624 members, I think. 600 plus members <laughs> and um, the back section of 200 plus whatever um, buys on the single game option. And, and, you know, Subway Series, even though it's an expensive ticket, it's sold out in like a minute. You know, it was sold out very fast. And then I almost feel bad because the prices are up. I don't dictate the price. I don't make a dime off these ticket sales. It's just the shirt that's included is what the seven line has to do with it. But, uh, you know, but let's say towards the end of the season when the Mets are playing poorly and we have tickets left on our calendar or for, we have two games left this season that's not aren't sold out. What's the incentive for someone to then spend to sit with us then instead of that $8 ticket upstairs because the Mets want to do a promo? Mm. It's, it's weird. I mean, I, I, I don't expect them to change the way they do their business because clearly that's just how like sports work these days, but yeah. it's kind of messed up. But um, I was jumping ahead of myself there, but I had something else to say. Well, what's of, going of on? Let me ask you this. So I saw that the beat writers asked Brody Van Wagenen ah, yeah. if he was still planning on, on hanging out with the seven line tomorrow. What's, uh, what's happening with that? Because he says he is. Oh, he is. Pete, Let's still go. This is our 19th show this year. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that this Brody thing was established. Actually, here's here's the date here. Uh, I'll click on this in a second. But it was, it was established in better times. <laughs> before there was even a pitch thrown in spring training. Brody's on the phone. I got a text from someone at the Mets. Hey, I'm with Brody. He wants to talk to you. I'm like, shit. What is this about? And then I had maybe I text you or I talked to somebody. I think maybe it was uh, it was actually um, Joe DeMeo. He's like, I, this is definitely not what it is. But imagine he's about to sign Bryce Harper and he wants to, I don't know, do something cool because this is when he was so heavy on social media. Yeah. So I don't know. You're an optimist. This Man, is this we, is what Joe we, DeMeo we thought. We rolled that wave. We were like, we were like oh what my is God. this about? What is this Harper, about? Harper, we're signing so, Harper. We established that Brody was going to call me at whatever time it was that night. So we're talking on the phone, and you know he says he wants to sit with us. I'm like, oh, it's great. What game do you want to come? I'm like, I'll send you the send you the schedule. He posts the next day. I circled my calendar. I spoke to Darren, and I'm going to buy a ticket uh, and sit with the Seven Line Army for the Subway Series on July 2nd. The balls to pick 
Subway Series in July before a pitch is even thrown in spring training and you see how your team is going to be playing, that is crazy. And I kept bringing it up to you since episode one. You go, well, it's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to be that fine, to be honest. And it puts us in a weird spot, to be honest. I, I, I've been talking to Lizzie about this. I've been talking to Kelly about it. And, you know, no disrespect to, to Brody because I think it's a great sign of respect on his part to say, I want to sit with these guys. Yeah. They've been around for 11 seasons now. The Settlement Army Group's been a, a thing since 2012. And, you know, a, a, sh- a sign of respect that I'm the new guy in town and I want to go sit with these with these fans, which is great. I think it's awesome. And shout out to Brody for that. It's, it's phenomenal. But. Well, is it accountability part of it too, right? Like- you say, come and get us. We're the team to beat. Uh, all these other things he said before the season started and shit went south. And now you're kind of, kind of like I said, you know, when uh, Bill de Blasio came down, you're throwing yourselves to the wolves. And when you say you're going to sit with us for the game, I think it's like for the game. I don't think he's just popping in to say what's up. I think he's, he's in. He's coming to the pregame with McKellar. He's coming to the guy. He's wearing the shirt. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's going to be a little weird. But, you know, I, I wrote an email to the members today and I said, listen, I'm not trying to silence anyone. You could say whatever you want. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. If you want to, you know, talk to Brody and voice your displeasure for the way things have been going, have at it. But just do it respectfully. You know, we, we do have a very, um, you know, a very... Uh, you know, respectful crowd and we're very diverse and all walks of life, all ages, kids to my dad's, uh, you know, in his seventies, there's a lot of people represented in this group. And for the most part, hundred outings, we have a pretty good name. So don't ruin it by, yeah. by being a dick to Brody. Don't be like the manager. Yeah. Don't curse out Brody. Don't like MF and people, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. I think it's, I think it's gonna be fine. And like we talked about before uh, we went live here, Brody's a big boy. I'm sure he expects that when you make the types of remarks he did before the season started, that you're going to get yeah, some look, kind of shit from you the can fans. Express say whatever you want, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, he, he clearly didn't have a good off season. Uh, there was a lot of talk. He mortgaged some of the future in order to get the Mets to this point, which, as we've discussed, isn't what they're looking for. Uh, so you could be angry. I think February first, by the way, is when he declared. Like you say, the best way to do it is to. Yeah, do it respectfully. We have to win tomorrow. That's where you absolutely have to win tomorrow. If he's sitting next to me, or whoever you know, if he roams around, the Mets are winning, and the bullpen comes in, and he blows it. Oh Oh, my god! (laughs) That I wouldn't. I I don't. Wouldn't even know what to say. Well, I'll be. I'll be interested. (laughs) This is all your fault. Look what you did. I'll be interested if he's hanging out and look what you did, you little jerk. Well, what might be fun if he's hanging out, we could ask him, hey, can you have Mickey put uh, this picture in in the eighth inning? Yeah. Hey, just go on the phone, send a little text message. You that know, was uh, – We could crowd control the, the managerial moves. That might be fun. That would be phenomenal. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was Tim Riley last week, and, and when this came out that he was still sitting with us, he replied, little does uh, a member of the group – know that during the game you're going to be able to borrow Brody's phone to start playing like a video like playing the game like a video game and start texting Mickey but uh yeah it's another thing that came out during our, our you know between our last show it's there's a lot the last couple oh my of god so much a week and a half we were off and I, every time something came out I'm like man this would have been fun to talk about on the show this week <laughs> or not fun but to cover on the show I think they've all been beaten to death by now yeah though. by now I mean everyone's kind of just depressed 
and uh, it is. We're drinking for we're drinking at three o'clock on a Monday. So uh, if you're not, then we're having a sip for you as well. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. If you want to call, maybe you have something that you want me or Pete to ask Brody tomorrow. We'll ask on your behalf if you want to call and let us know because people think for some reason that I am not going to tell Brody that I am uh, also displeased with the season. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, give us a shout if you want to chat and also share the show. If you're interested in getting a free gift card from us, we are giving away 20 bucks for the site. We've got a whole bunch of new stuff coming out. I'm rocking the Polo Grounds t-shirt right now, which was dropped last Thursday at a live after five. We're also going to be back next Thursday, July 11th. So that's going to be a fun time. If you're in the area, some people actually drove out from New Hyde Park. Uh, a girl and her friends and their mother drove out from New Hyde Park. I wish I remember their name, but they wanted the nautical tank top that we came out with, and they drove the hour to come and pick it up from the truck, which was really cool. So it's cool, Ben. It's really fun. Have you been? There. Have you been? Yeah, I used to work at like. 15, 20 years ago now. But Live at the was, Five? Yeah, it was just kind of growing at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do promotions at WALK. Oh, yeah, you told me. Uh, so, yeah, we'd have the walkie bear out there. I don't know what they do at this point. But, yeah, it was kind of growing at that point. And you're telling me they This get, is 19th year, I think. How many people go to this? Typically? They said they estimate 25,000 people go to it per Thursday. And it's, I, I would say it's like five blocks of Main Street. And uh, we paid a little extra to get a prime location towards what they call the four corners, like the main, where Main Street and North Ocean meet. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty, we're in a great location. And um, just so happens we're directly across from a place called Flows, which I have a pretty good relationship with the uh, manager. Uh, shout out to Randy. I know he watches the show sometimes, but they had a band playing right outside. So it's like we had live music right in front of us. It was great. It was it was phenomenal. Actually, I got on the roof for a little while just to shoot some photos, not realizing that it was going to be extremely difficult to get down. So, <laughs> I, so I'm up there. I don't know how high the truck is. I don't know. It's got to be 10 feet or so. And the back door swings, and that's what I used to get up. And I was – it's – Almost broke my ankle on the way down, but oh, did you just jump off the truck? No, I kind of got some help from some guy. I didn't even know that was walking by. I was probably like, "Oh, this guy's about to bust his ass," and he helped. He helped me down. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a it was an experience. Uh, Lizzie, I want to ask you. Um, there was a lot on our shoulders with the truck actually working because we were nervous that the internet wasn't wasn't going to work, and our entire operation runs on the internet. So, what did you what did you think? You that was your first experience live at five. What did what did you think? It, it, I thought it was fun. It was cool, right? Yeah. Good flow of good flow of customers for us. It was super us. hot, so I didn't get to walk around, you know. But as far as like us in the truck and doing what we're Fear doing, well. like we because we talk, you and I work together very well. That's number one. So like even if it's a scenario that's crazy, we still can can manage things pretty smoothly. And we talked about like, well, if this goes wrong, then we do this. If this goes wrong, then we do this. So it was, yeah, it, it worked was totally right. smooth. Yeah, I think it was cool. So if you guys are around, definitely try to make plans. Come on out live but after it's, five. It's fun, like the atmosphere and yeah, bars and all the food and all the people. Like it, it is a good time. It's great. Um, yeah, like you said, live music, a lot of crafts. And unfortunately, there's so much cool stuff going on. But when you're working, you can't explore. So I think yeah. we might try to do shifts next time where, uh, you know, I'll take a couple minutes or an hour and Lizzie works an hour. But tomorrow, you're going to be sitting with us. Is that the first time? Yeah, my first time hanging with the seven line during a game. I'm pumped. The uh, tailgate, the the whole night. Or yeah, yeah, McKellar. McKellar. But uh, that, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I got to hang out 
with uh, you know some of the the seven line people meeting on the bridge for a non seven line game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was a couple months ago. Yeah. We went out to the the National Series, the Carlos Gomez game. As, I guess we could call it now. And Sayonara Carlos, I DFA, guess. But that was a fun yeah. moment. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's something that you know when I was working all the games at WOR over the years, like it was so awesome seeing the seven line group grow and hearing them at the road games and everything else so to actually sit there i'm really i'm pumped for it it's gonna be fun be um yeah i'm looking forward to looking forward to it to the whole thing but you know we we've always typically uh tailgate before a subway series game but with it being a weekday and fourth of july coming up not everyone can really bang out early on a tuesday and like yeah. we said before morale's pretty low so not everyone's all like fired up for the tailgate so uh mckellar it is if you're even if you don't have tickets um to sit with us, McKellar is clearly open for all. So definitely come on down. And they're doing a special uh, $4 select uh, cans tomorrow uh, on special. So definitely try to come out and hang out with us. So we got Joe in Pennsylvania. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. And now it's go? time for everybody's uh, We're doing all right. How you doing? Game. Sorry about that. I got a little... The slow day. Yeah, so uh, what do you got going on? Sorry, I had a little audio issue there for a second. So we got Joe from Pennsylvania. What's up, man? Howdy, I'm just uh, here at work you know, listening to you guys here on Facebook. Awesome. So what do you want to Thank talk you. about? So I, just, I don't know if you guys have touched on this in the past. Um, I just want you guys' opinion on whether Nito is a better option for the pitchers and the bullpen than Ramos. I mean, I know Ramos has the better bat, but it seems that our pitching staff seems to do better when Nito's behind the plate, and even the guys last time on ESPN touched on that. Yeah, I think you'll see Nito catch DeGrom, but it, as far as the pen goes, the problem is you start Ramos for offense, and then you can't just say, oh, we got to lead late, so let's switch catchers, because you always got to be worried that somebody could get hurt back there, and then all of a sudden, I, I guess Jeff McNeil or Todd Frazier, one of those two, is like the emergency catcher for the Mets, and you prefer not to end up in that situation, so... You know, really, Ramos just has to be better back there, especially blocking pitches. Yeah, I, I noticed that uh, Nito seems to kind of wave at some of the balls that, you know, you just need to knock down and make sure that they don't get past I see the Ramos do that, not as much Nito. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Ramos, too. But, you know, Ramos, I think he does, isn't as mobile. But, you know, even watching, I think Nito, I think it was either last time or the night before, he was waving at a couple of them, and I'm like, come on. Leaguers can do better than that. Yeah, uh, and you know, the Mets, as we as we know, the uh, the defensive abilities of the catchers over the years has been has been lacking. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I, I, I was actually it was like exciting last night when they threw out uh, a yeah, stolen right? base. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was the a pitch good, out. Yeah, yeah. Cindergard actually got a guy, and it was uh, you know that's there's little things that you can enjoy in these games now. I guess. All right, Joe. Thanks for the call. All right. Yep. Thanks, guys. At least Ramos is hitting. Yeah, I mean, he's well, come he's, around, and the, and the bat looks pretty good from him. But I think defensively, he's been disappointing. And Nito, Nito's a defense first guy. Well, look at a guy that uh, you know I was actually writing him off as well, and so was pretty much Twitter every time that he was put in the lineup. Todd Frazier has definitely turned it around the yeah. past month, and he's going to be in the conversation. Uh, you know, come trade deadline, maybe move him and get a couple pieces. Uh, do you think that you know? I, I doubt things are going to. There's a there's a uh, snap of the fingers right there. I don't think that things are going to switch 
that quickly over here. Let's say guys actually start producing and the bullpen out of nowhere starts producing like we hoped they would. Do you think that there's a way that these guys aren't sellers in a couple of weeks? No, they have to win like 15 in a row. And they have to play ridiculous baseball. So they're nine games under 500, I believe, right now. Yep. So if you get to 500 by the trade deadline, July 31st, even then you're kind of stretching that you're a contender. So they got to play nine games over 500 in the 20. It's got to be like 23 games or so. Mm -hmm. So you know, do the math on that. You got to go like 18 and five or something. It was maybe 17 and six. I don't know, whatever the math is. But yeah, they're not capable of doing that. So yeah, they'll be sellers. Zach Wheeler will be gone. Todd Frazier will be gone. And then what I think uh, Jason Vargas will be gone. And then where it gets interesting is, do you buy into Pete Alonso? and Conforto, and DeGrom, and McNeil, and say, you know what, there's enough talent here that within the next year we could compete again, or next couple of years, or do you say, that's not going to happen? And then you're looking at Noah Syndergaard, you're looking at Edwin Diaz, you're looking at maybe Michael Conforto, and then you're breaking it down two or three years ahead. Now, it's tough to do that because McNeil and Alonzo, while they're rookies, I guess McNeil's a second-year player now, they're older. They're not... 21 right, right, years right. old. And that's why we we're talking about bringing them up in the beginning of the year, the service time thing. Like, who cares about that at this point? Yes, exactly. So, you know, you have a window with those guys. Like, listen, Alonzo's going to be productive for a while, but there is a, a little bit more of a urgency to win the next two to three years rather than just say, hey, let's break it down and look five years ahead. Um, so I, I really, I'm kind of torn on this, to be honest with you right now. And I'm sure I'll have a better idea within the next two or three weeks, what direction the Mets should go, but that's, what's tricky. Do you say, Hey, we're just a bullpen away, trade the guys that are free agents at the end of the year. Anyway, mm -hmm. get back what you can and then say, Hey, we're going to fix the bullpen, the off season, boom, we're ready to compete again. Or do you say there are some broken parts of this team that's going to take years to fix. I hate hearing and someone that's, that's actually realistic. <laughs> no, you're being right. Obviously, I'm, I'm making a joke. Well, but let's go. I, mean, I hope they win 17 in a row. No. I hope they have like, like a winning streak like the Indians had a couple of years ago. Let's go. But, you know. All right, let's hit the phones. I know this one's a long-distance call. Uh, we got Tracy. What's up, Tracy? UK Mets Online. What's up, Tracy? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? We're doing all right. So did you hit the games this weekend in London? Yes, I was at yesterday's game, and the Mets fans were well represented. There was a lot of us there. Awesome. That's awesome. Are you So you're part of the whole community out there with the Mets fans online, right? Yes, um, and contrary to what was reported in the media, there are British baseball teams. There is a huge UK community over here as well. I heard that there wasn't as much buzz in the stadium as you may have been told if you were watching on TV or listening on the radio. What did you... What did you get a feel for? Were people actually cheering for the day? Did they actually select a team they wanted to root for? Or like, what, what was the feel in the, in the stands there? Um, for me, a lot of it seemed like more a celebration of the game of baseball more than rooting for a particular team. Um, there was every single team represented. I saw lots of Mets gear, a lot of Blue Jays fans as well. And I saw some of your merch there as well. Oh, that's nice to see. That's nice to hear. That's awesome. Who'd you root for, Tracy? I'm curious. Who's Definitely the, Red Sox. Who does the UK admit? Do you Do you hate the Yankees because they're in the same city here and root for the Red Sox? What was your thought process there? Um, I was cheering for the Red Sox because, of course. let's face it, I couldn't cheer for the Yankees. I think my husband would divorce me. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's unbelievable. So the um, you know, unfortunately, it came out that the Mets won't be going there next year. But I'm hoping for for um, 2021. Did you feel that the, the is the ballpark really set up for baseball, or you know, is is that did that really add to there being like a million home runs and and like everything seeming to left the yard? But do you think it's really set up properly for baseball? <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a good setup. Other than there being like a million miles of foul territory. Yeah, yeah it was different there. Poor Michael Chavis. The, he was playing first base for the Red Sox, and dude's running like sixty feet to get foul pop ups, and he couldn't catch anything this weekend. It was, it was kind of rough to watch, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was interesting to watch because I've been at City and at Shea, and it. Although it was different, it was the same, but it was a really good atmosphere. So let me ask you before we let you go, I'm always curious to hear this answer because we get some callers that have never been to a, a game at City Field or at Shea Stadium or, you know, it's always curious. I'm always curious to find how fans that aren't necessarily from the area, how do they become fans of the Mets? Why are there so many fans over there of this team? Um, for me personally, I came over on vacation in 2006 and I couldn't get tickets for a Yankees game, which is probably fortunate, um, but I could pick up tickets for a Mets game and it was September 2006 and I just fell in love with Shay, with the fans, with the team, the atmosphere, everything. That's unbelievable. Well, I have one more question. Who sure. would be the Mets of the Premier League? Like, If I was going to pick a soccer team over there, who who would be most similar to the Mets? Oh, God. Because um, I picked Everton, and I feel like they fit right in. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to be a real girl now and say I don't really watch football. I'll tell oh. you what. I'll, I'll ask the boys on UK Mets Online, and we'll come up with an answer for you on Twitter. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks good. for the call, Tracy. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> I should have done better there when I picked the soccer team. You know, I was born into the Mets, and I had an opportunity to start front-running or something. I'm like, ah, I can't do it. It's not in me. And I took Everton's like in the shadow of Liverpool, and they're not very exciting. I'm actually on MetsPolice.com right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys read the Mets Police uh, site or not, but Shannon, actually, who doesn't go to City Field, goes all the way to London for the, these games. Oh, he went. So oh, he went. Awesome. So I'm looking for the review because he did put something up about the whole experience. And I guess there was a program um, that they were handing out. I can't find it now. I wish London series. Um, what was unique about the No, they program? gave it, they gave something out that would compare like a, the, the Mets of like you just oh, asked. Really? Oh, really? And then okay. they said the Spurs. Oh, is that the one with Tottenham? Tottenham's yeah. Good. Is that like the bird sitting on the ball or something? I don't know the, the logo. I'm not an expert. I know who the team. I can't find are it now, but I, I saw it earlier. So if you have any interest, go on to uh, Mets Police. He wrote a little review. So okay. I just give him shit all the time because he's he's one of those guys who loves to shit on the Mets and won't go to City Field, but always talks. About, he's he's so locked into watching the games and talking to the. Well, about he the sits games, on his deck and listens listens to the, to the radio, yeah. but won't go to the ballpark. But he goes to London to watch the Yankees play. So. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so I'm really interested in, like, I love hearing stories like that. Like, we get callers from, you know, Tennessee. They've never been to New York in their lives, but for some reason they love the Mets. So uh, thanks for uh, the long-distance phone call, Tracy. Yeah, I really nice. appreciate it. So uh, I, I talked about this a little bit before, but our girl Caitlin last night 
she won a contest. I don't know if it was like an Instagram contest or something, but she had the opportunity to throw out the first pitch. So it's one of those things you sign up for and you probably never think you're going to win. So she not only wins, she gets a, I think a diamond bracelet for free and then gets to throw out the first pitch last night. So um, if you're watching, not listening afterwards, here's her first pitch. Perfect. You only get one chance at that. You do only Typically. get one chance. And she was actually, she heard about it, I think, on Saturday or Friday. So Saturday at the tailgate party, she was practicing. And then last night, she had the opportunity to, to put her plan in motion. And she threw a perfect strike. So I think that the people who are so poor at throwing the first pitch, it has to be on purpose because they're there to promote something. Like a, a Joe Schmo doesn't throw a bad first pitch, but like 50 Cent, that has to be on, perfe on purpose. How did Joey Chestnut do yesterday? He didn't throw out the first pitch, but he oh, did a okay. great job in the in the booth. So he was in the booth last night on <laughs> yeah. the ESPN game. He shows up with his like tray of Nathan's hot dogs, which I wonder how much Nathan's has to pay ESPN for this. I, I just, you know, it's funny, like, Joey Chester's walking around eating hot dogs in his spare time uh, to promote these things. Like, how many hot dogs does he have in the week they asked up him to they, the 4th of July? You know, he's challenging Eduardo Perez. I guess that was years ago that that happened. Yeah, the Cuban sandwiches. He's got the hot dogs everywhere and, you know, oh, Chestnut, you got to eat one. Right, right, right. right. What is he going to do? Say no, he's got to chow down, right? I, I would think... I would think hot dogs would not be his go-to. I wonder like, what his cholesterol is. <laughs> you know what's great? He's actually he slimmed down a little bit. I mean, the, a lot of he the says he runs a lot. Yeah, he's got to have breath. You're eating that much. Joey Jaws. That's his. Breath. That's his name. Joey yeah. Jaws. You know, if you work out your jaw muscles, you know. And and again, we're getting on this competitive eating rant over here. <laughs> I fucking love it. Fourth of July. Uh, ESPN, it's like must-see TV. Dude, it's a great event. Now it makes sense. It's now so campy, I mean, it's awesome. I didn't even realize. I'm like, well, Nathan's has to pay ESPN. ESPN is yeah, the one that shows the... Yeah, it. now it makes sense. But uh, they had their whole plan behind the marketing last night was Joey coming off the 7 train or... Maybe they just put him up on the steps after he took a cab there. But he's walking down the steps. You see all the hot dogs behind him? The no, people, I, I missed that. There was like 50 people dressed in hot dog costumes behind him. And on like the, the bun of it, it had uh, – they're promoting the 30 for 30 about the competitive eating, him and Kobayashi, which is on tomorrow night. Oh, really? So there's I didn't a, even hear about that. I got to look it up. I, oh, man. That's going in the DVR. I got to see this. I, uh, maybe it's tomorrow night. We were talking about this a little bit and their rivalry and 30 for 30. I would love to like a deep dive documentary Wait, they on did the a life 30 of a for 30. Year. That it's, means it's going to be awesome. Oh, this is awesome. It's, <laughs> it's going to be here we go. 30 for 30 takes oh, on Kobayashi's wow. chestnut hot dog rivalry. Because remember when he got arrested or something? Kobayashi? Yes. Well, he went to the. What's it the called? Coney Island. He was like in the front row. Oh, it's but called he wasn't the, it's called the good, the bad, the good, the bad, the hungry. It premieres July second on ESPN. So tomorrow night, when oh, the Mets awesome. blow the lead, and you want to switch the channel, put on ESPN <laughs> and watch <laughs> this thirty for thirty. Come on. Um, I'll make sure to nudge Brody. I'm like, I could be home watching this thirty for thirty right now, but I'm here. I wish tomorrow's this. game wasn't happening. No, it's happening. It's happening, and the Mets are going to win. My direct neighbor next to me, uh, uh, we're so like crazy Mets fans. Neighbor, my, like seat neighbor? No, no, no. Like oh, my where I neighbor. live. Yes, he he's a, a Yankee fan, and he's like a dick Yankee fan. <laughs> so 
every time I see him outside, I like run inside of my house because he's always like, oh, how about the Mets? I'm like, ah! so yeah, I just don't want it to happen. Yeah. Well, this is where you try to win two games. You could talk for a day and then, you know. This guy kind of slink away for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's going to be tough, Pete. We're going to see. Well, anyway, we got oh, come on. we got Wheeler versus Paxton tomorrow. Tomorrow at the game. It's not like when you're at the game, you just want to see the win. You know, it'll change once you're there. You're one for one this year, at the game. I'm one for one. Let's go. I got a winning streak on the line. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not looking. I, I, I'm not that optimistic about it. And usually, I'm I'm trying to be the one who's like, well, I'll win. You, I will tell you this. Like, you can I'll, take over for me. I'll give you. I'll give you the optimistic part of it. Okay. So the Yankees just played a series in London. You had the day off today, where they had. Five-hour games. They burned out their whole bullpen. They, you know, the, the games were nuts. They're doing all the media availability, all this kind of thing. Yes, they have today off, but you know, that's some serious travel. Coming yeah, back yeah, yeah, across yeah. an ocean, that's an exhausting weekend. Yes. It's possible. I listened There's a to, little um, hangover effect there, right? I mean, come on. Who's the manager again? Yes. Uh, Yankee manager? Uh, Aaron Boone. So Aaron Boone today, I hear him on, on the fan. They were talking about the London series. And he, and he was saying, I'm exhausted and I didn't even play. So the guys on the team must be spent as well. Like you yeah, said. It's like, real. And baseball, it's, it's all about habit and routine. This is something that totally throws you off of that. I'm very curious to see. How these teams respond. And the Yankees, by the way, not only play the Mets, but then they play Tampa this weekend. So that's a relatively big series for them, even though they're way ahead. But yeah, there's, there's an opportunity here. If you want to say the Mets aren't as good as the Yankees and, you know, lament the matchups, this is something that could be a factor to, to get Lizzie excited for tomorrow. <laughs> Potential for some so, bragging rights. What about Paxton? Stick it to your neighbor. Do you think that no. sometimes they, they have the, the pitcher fly ahead of the team? Do you think Paxton was there? Like the tomorrow night starting pitcher for the Yankees, Paxton. Do you think that he stayed and flew home with the team yesterday? I don't know what he did. Maybe he just stayed home. He's like, I got shit to do on Tuesday. I don't feel like going to London. It would make sense to do that, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really see him anywhere or hear of him anywhere in London, so I don't know. I hope they're all that. tired and have diarrhea. <laughs> the position players, they'll be. <laughs> all right, so we got time for – actually, we have to do this because it's our What's in the Box. So what, next mm -hmm. person to call will play What's in the Box, <laughs> and uh, we'll give you something free from our friends at Lumberland. The, one of the mugs in there is incredible. It's my favorite. I wish no one wins so I can keep it. But I think that this Friday is also Seinfeld night, so if anyone's – Charged up for that. Definitely uh, heading out to the ballpark. You got any 4th of July plans? You have work? Yeah, I'm working. Really? I'm no fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I'll get to barbecue afterwards and you know, do it. Well, again. you doing the overnight? So I, I'm doing... Uh, I, You're with us tomorrow. I got, I got another job. So I'm at Sirius XM now, too. So I'm doing updates uh, for the first time on 4th of July. So that's what I'll be... I'll be doing. If you got a serious XM, uh, so you're everywhere, you man. Yeah, I'm. Mean, you know, serious free, freelance life, baby. Just pick up what you can and see what happens. Don't uh, don't list it off. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> is that is that bad for business? I think no, you got no. like five jobs. Uh, yeah, serious XM. I do updates and host on WFAN and Ten Ten Wins. I and do this? some updates on WCBS, CBS Sports Network Radio. I got serious XM. I got SNY. I do this, and then I do the podcast with The Athletic, talking Mets with Tim Britton. Other Tim. I love Tim Britton's tweet the other day. <laughs> uh, during this whole Tim Healy getting, you know, he's going to get beat up by Vargas. 
Uh, we, he actually handled that phenomenally, by the way. Shout out to Tim Healy. I doubt he listens. But uh, Tim Britton goes on Twitter and writes, I am not Tim Healy. I thought that was great. Well, yeah, he was getting hate. So, yeah, yeah people confused the Tims. What did you like about the way that Healy handled everything? Just didn't everything? really do anything. I think like there's a certain way. I feel like there's certain reporters that would have made it so much more about themselves. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I don't want to name anyone because it's whatever. But no, you, that's you know part who's of the on business, the business, right? right. You, you get the spotlight on you. It's like the umpires. They try to make the shit about them when, when a guy gets kicked out or, you know, their ass is in the jackpot. Like, mm. there's certain umpires that when things go awry, the story is just as much about them as it is the player or the play on the field. So I could see when Vargas says, I'm going to kick your fucking ass or whatever he said to uh, Tim Healy, who um, I never met Tim Healy before. He's not a very threatening chap. Right. Uh, he loves Chipotle. He's very even keel. Like every time <laughs> I've been, like he's not someone who's like an angry person on the radio and I've talked to him and, and met him in person a bunch. I mean, of all guys to get MF'd by the manager and then have Jason Vargas, you know, say what he said. Like, I mean, he's a better man. Than, I, I know I would not have been my first bet on the Mets beat. I know? know I wouldn't have handled it as good. So uh, shout out to Tim for uh, holding his composure. It's his job too. I mean, he and knows he's right he... back in there. Like two days later, yeah. Vargas is doing oh, the scrum in Philadelphia. That photo does was... 14 seconds and there's Healy well, with the microphone out just covering another day. And you know, that's a punk move. I, I like my, my ace. I really like my ace. I like that he turned around and you know, his next game out after that, it was, he was great. He bounced back, but he did get taken to well, they say, taken to task or whatever. Gary did kind of go into uh, him on the broadcast yeah. and so and did rightfully Keith. And, so. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, I, I you know, I, I like, I stand by Vargas, like Rallyman says, but, um, you know, on this, you, you have to be dumb to stand by Vargas on this one. I think he, he should have definitely apologized. It's insane he didn't. But we're talking about shit a week and a half old now. But uh, let's get to, hold on a second. I got to pay, speaking of Rallyman. Yeah, gets a second one today. For everybody's yeah. favorite game, what's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. Is Rallyman going to be there tomorrow? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, we got Ed from Long Island. What's up, Ed? Hey, how you doing, Dad? We're doing all right. So we got two uh, bat mugs, and we have two gift cards so one two three or four 50 50 chance what do you want choose wisely Oof, uh, i'm gonna go with three my number three you always ask that why why number three ed give me a good reason uh, I, I think we're walking over today all right let's see what you got you got a gift card, sixty bucks. Sixty oh, bucks. I think it's the highest gift card we've uh, we've seen. That's to awesome. Lumberland. That's awesome. All right, Ed. So uh, Lizzie's got your info. Yeah, he's gonna email yep. it to us. All right, cool, Ed. We'll send this out to you, right, man? Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Good job. Be good. Number three, lucky number. Although you didn't get the the mug that you are. It's so good. Hoping does not it's go. So that's another win for you here, I guess. If that makes it through the season, <laughs> I would I would love to keep that one. So head on over to Lumberland they got you set for all things bat mug make a great groomsman's gift or for yourself uh they have a whole bunch of different series so they get the pennant series which represents the hometowns for all the different major league baseball teams they have uh the mlbpa license so they can rattle off all of the favorite players the rosters, they got a whole bunch of different options. So head on over to Lumberland.com, check them out, and use the promo code OABT for 15% off your order. Head on over to OA I'm sorry, head over to Lumberland.com OABT for 
15% off your order. And uh, thanks to Lumberland. You guys are awesome. Sorry. You know what it is? I, I, I'm in the habit now when I'm trying to think of something and I'm reading the bottom and I'm kind of screwing myself up here. So um, now we got to do our share contest, right? Are you paying attention over here, Lizzie? Nope. Okay. So we got to do our share contest. Then we're going to call it a week. I'm, I'm liking the Monday show because we kind of get into the groove of things, recap the oh, weekend. The Mets are off too on all these Mondays in the summer. So makes sense. You've missed the show live on Monday. Still holds up on Tuesday, so you can check it out at your leisure. I do want to shout out Danny here. Little <laughs> front runner. He's got the Nets jersey on and like, oh, yeah, I've been a fan since the beginning. Uh, you know, like, come on. I must admit, he, he is actually a Nets fan. Yeah, he's been wearing Nets stuff for a couple of years now. But at the first thing I said to him uh, when I got when he actually walked in today, and I'm like, oh, you're a Nets fan again? He's like, come on, bro. Give me a break. Like I'm always rocking the Nets. Nets uh, down now. Are you happy about that? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you happy about that? Are you happy? Well, you know, well, the whole having you're going to miss the whole year, right? He's going to be off the entire Durant, next year. Yes. right? So is this? Are, is that a good move, dude? He, you you. I don't watch in, basketball in, that much. In I'm the not, NBA, it's all about superstars. You right. have to have superstars in order to win a championship. So he comes back. Maybe at the end of last year, most likely two years from now, but you have superstars on your team. He came with Kyrie Irving, but this is so a pretty. They're not a, they're not a championship contender this upcoming year, but two years from now they are, and it totally. But how dude, about this dude, injury this a, this to come a, back from this injury? Is it a sure, a surefire thing that he's going to be okay in two years? It's not surefire, but every team would make this bet. Like the Knicks tried to put out there that hey, we weren't going to offer him the max because of this injury. BS. You take this bet every time, especially when he's coming with someone like Kyrie Irving. So, uh, and, and think what about I like it about this way, free- dude. It's it's always been a one team town. It's a Knicks right, 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 town. Right, right. Now the Nets are actually relevant. Like kids are gonna grow up, and the Nets might very well be their team. It totally changes the landscape here. Like the Knicks have a real competitor because these guys chose the Nets over the Knicks. They could have gone to the Knicks. Uh-huh. They didn't want any part of that. So this is like to me. It changes the whole landscape of basketball in New York and the way that maybe we haven't experienced. It's like Joe Namath went to the Jets and like all of a sudden they're on the It's map. not getting as much attention as map. it should be then. I feel like if it's this much of like a slam dunk, I feel like, you know, it's 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 around, but like I feel like it's not as big of a deal. What? And, and the, it, seriously, I don't really feel like it's like from Durant what? Durant and Irving going to the from Nets the, from the, the last 24 From hours? the media uh, channels that I follow on Twitter, let's say, people aren't going as hard on it. It's more so I, listen, I did Knicks four, fans. I did four hours on the fans sure last night. I talked about it for about three of them. I'm sure so. you did, but I'm saying <laughs> the people that I follow, maybe it's more so that Knicks fans being like, I can't believe the Knicks are fucking dumb. It's mostly fire. Knicks right now because you, it's 95% Knicks fans in this town and not the Nets. But now you have a chance for that to change. I think I would just be nervous signing a guy who in is the fo- in the future. It's not guaranteed that he's going to be the same guy he was after he's getting older and he's coming back from a, a uh, an injury is pretty severe. There's no guarantees in life. All right. Like the Mets bullpen. What's but your, you what take your chances. Yeah, Karis LeVert, so he'll be able to say, I was an original. I was here before all the bandwagoners. So let's get to the share contest. He and was. Then, uh, Good for Danny. We will see you at McKellar tomorrow. Danny, I, I'm still giving you a ride to the game tomorrow? All right, buddy. <laughs> I'm giving you a ride. So, um, Lizzie, you will take care of the Facebook. Yes. And I will. I have no service somehow. I will take care of the Twitter. Uh, Pete, I got to give you something to wear tomorrow. You need to wear some orange. 
Yeah, man. I don't have any. I don't have anything here. I got to figure that out. So we'll get you something at the game tomorrow. Sweet. You and uh, you and Brody might be matching. I think he's gonna be rocking the shirt as well. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, you ready? Yep. Okay. Let me know. Uh, well, you are know. uh, scrolling? Mm-hmm. Okay, stop. Vinny. Testaverde. Cristiano. Vinny Cristiano. Okay. I if Vinny Testaverde won. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Cristiano. <laughs> All right. And uh, Pete, let me know. Stop. Tony would be. Tony would be. Let's see if he's won before. He has not. You win. All right, guys. So tomorrow we're going to be at McKellar. Pop on over to the brewery before the game. It's going to be a fun time. Shout out to McKellar for – actually, this is a last-minute thing. We were supposed to be doing a tailgate party tomorrow, and we've switched it with like one day's notice to McKellar, and they were cool enough to um, put together some drink specials. So the $4 cans are – I don't know which cans are going to be. They're going to decide tomorrow. So on select cans, they're going to be 4 bucks, And also the, the Seven Line Army members – who have their black cards, don't forget to use those for 20% off. And something I forgot to mention earlier, I don't know if Lizzie even knows about this. No, Anthony no. Cass, who does, that's <laughs> no, a good thing. Anthony Cass, who is our chef, mm-hmm. our, our in-house chef for the tailgate parties, he has a tip jar or just a donation jar out on the table usually. And since we're not tailgating tomorrow, he, he actually made more money than you know normally he wants to break even clearly he has more money in the pot than he actually needed for the 100th outing all the leftover money he's opening a tab tomorrow and it's going to be first come first serve food for $300 so tomorrow he's going to open up wow. a tab he's so good yeah, i, I nice know i'm like cast it's unbelievable oh my god so he's going to open up a tab tomorrow first Cass come and I first had a serve nice, a nice talk the other day too and he's going to make some friends that's, that's he awesome. already has a lot yeah, of friends. Yeah, he serves lobster. People like him. <laughs> so uh, head on over to McKellar. And uh, again, huge shout out to Anthony Cass. That's very generous that's awesome. and awesome of you. So uh, you can't miss him. If you don't know who he is, it just has Cass on his back, K-A-S-S. And uh, we'll be there probably until around 6.30-ish and then head on in for the Subway Series. And um, that's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Make sure to remember that we are now a Monday show. If you want to listen afterwards, go to orangeandbluething.com or just search Orange and Blue Thing or Mets in iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play or Stitcher, any of those places. We pretty much come up everywhere. And uh, if you want free stuff, definitely try to watch the show live. We always give away something each week live on Periscope or Twitter. So, Pete, anything else? No. All right. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. I'm looking forward to sitting with everybody and meeting uh, so much of the, the Army. So uh, this is, this is going to be fun. I'm, it's going to be I'm a fun one. I, I hope it's going to be fun. I and mean, they better freaking win. <laughs> All right. See you guys tomorrow. Let's go Mets. And uh, we'll see what happens here in July because June stunk. See ya. <laughs>